Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, quick question for you. What is black and white and flies away from drunks? <laughs> uh, that would be a, um, a zebra, of course. A, a flying zebra. zebra. A flying yeah. zebra, or a ninja, which... Which the uh, the uh, captain in this movie is very incredulous about the existence of ninjas while acknowledging the existence of ninjas. Yeah, and he also struggles with the concept of biraciality. Like, yeah. <laughs> were they black or white? Be straight with me, man. He's, he's got to look to the cookie, Joe. Half black, half white. Look to the cookie. Right, right, right. Oh, man. So, all right. Welcome back to the Reactionaries podcast. Like I said, this is the first episode of Marcini Madness, our theme month that started the entire run of theme months. And what we're going to be doing with this one is we're going to be watching Ron Marcini movies, which if you go back to, I believe it was episode 10, 11, and 12, we watched Death Machines, Karate Cop, and Omega Cop. Directly um, after the uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, yeah. That's what started us on this. We wanted to just watch Ron Marcini movies, and we're like, well, we can't do that. So we're doing it this month. So this movie is Ninja Warriors, plural. You can't find anything about it on the internet because if you look it up, they just say, did you mean American Ninja Warrior? It's like, no, I don't. I want to know about the Ron Martini movie that was filmed in Stockton. And then Google goes, well, you're insane. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're like, no, we're, we're going to steer you away from that. Like, <laughs> right. We're here to help. Yeah, we're here to help. So that's the uh, the movies this month. Just so you know, it's going to be Ninja Warriors this week. Next week is going to be Forgotten Warrior, then Jungle Wolf, then Return Fire. Right. We're doing the four movies. Yes. OK, so those all star Ron Martini as Steve Parrish. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole. It, it's, it's another a, block. Yeah, it's like the uh, John Travis saga. Yeah, it's another cinematic universe. And Joe, I contend that this is part of the Death Machine cinematic universe. Interesting. I'd like to hear your case for it. Well, we'll get there when we get there because there's there's a connection. The scientists are trying to do something that was achieved in Death Machines, Joe. Ah, good point. Yeah, okay. I see where you're going with that. So it's it's a lot like in the Marvel movies where the Hulk was made by trying to recreate the Captain America thing. Yes, except... Ron Marchini is every character. Yes, Ron is, He's Hulk. He's Captain America. He's Iron Man. He's Black Widow. He's all of them. He's Samuel L. Jackson with an eye patch. <laughs> so, all right, Joe, this movie is on YouTube if you want to watch it. There's actually two copies on YouTube. Watch the If you're going to watch it, watch the one that starts with the trailer, because the other one, it is impossible to see anything, because yes. it's just pitch black. Right. <laughs> which the which the the YouTube version that we watched not much better for a lot of it but you can still see stuff. So Joe, well it also wait it toggles with um with extreme brightness because if you notice like the very opening shot is like the sun shining directly into the camera lens with and white text. with white text <laughs> excellent choice by them. <laughs> which what's funny is that covered up the director's name so I wonder if the director was like I need to just not have my name on this. Yeah. <laughs> That in. He's like, how do I release this movie and still get paid, but ensure that nobody knows that I did anything on this movie? Okay. It's an interesting, yeah, interesting. I'm going to point the camera directly at the sun and then use white text for my name. Perfect. <laughs> and no one's going to question it because everyone involved is idiots. Yeah, no one's going to question it because nobody's going to watch this before it gets distributed. Exactly. <laughs> nobody's going to see it. All right, Joe, so let's get into Ninja Warriors 1985. We're back in the Martini Cinematic Universe. Yes, the year of my birth. 
Chump year. Oh, what year? I said chump year. Chump year. Yeah, 86, way better. Interesting take. You've got what came out the year of your your birth. Ninja Warriors, what came out the year of my birth? Top Gun. Checkmate, Joe. You got me. Nothing good came out in 85. Nope, checkmate. (laughs) For the Super Bowl Bears, baby. They don't, Joe, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't want to start no trouble. I'm just here to do the Super Bowl I'm shuffle. I'm just here to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, released in 1985, Ninja Warriors, directed by Teddy Page. We got gotcha. you. Are you we sure? Looked you up online. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, we open with a trailer on the YouTube. I don't know where you guys are getting this. I'm assuming you're also going to YouTube. You'll see a trailer. Don't be dissuaded. Just hold out for about a minute and a half, two minutes, and you will get to the actual film. But, Joe, real quick, the trailer, we're not going to go into it. I just love that they're, like, in the trailer, they're, like, a film that will show the different kinds of the different kinds of ninja fighting techniques. Yeah. Like, like somebody's going to watch this, like, why would I watch this ninja movie? I need to learn about their, oh, this shows all their types of fighting techniques. It shows kicks, shows punches. Chain axes. Shows chain axe, shows marbles. Yeah, mar- yeah, it shows marbles that in your mouth. It shows uh, fireworks. <laughs> knife missiles. Knife missiles, exactly. Uh, um, uh, those deer traps of the ropes that you catch <laughs> yep. deer in the woods with. Fire across the road that only stops some ninjas, but not all ninjas. Yeah, just a really light stream of, like, lit gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, doesn't even burn that high. It's no, like, it doesn't. You can, like, step over if you want. Like an eight-year-old would jump over this. Oh, totally, yeah. It's yeah. like goof. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so we open with the sun shining directly into the lens. As I said before, white opening credits. I put too bright. But then immediately we go to too dark. Yeah. As just tunnel underground in the dead of night, invading a facility, I guess, because I can't see anything. <laughs> I didn't know if it was a boat or a building because the ninjas had like scuba masks on. You have no idea how long I spent messing with my TV like brightness settings before I realized it was not my TV. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I sat here. So I watch it on my laptop and I have like two monitors and some movies are better in one. So I'm like, I kept moving it back and forth. I'm like, this is, this is helpless. Nothing. It's just, no, it's the movie. Nothing will work. But yeah. I wonder if much like the white on white was a, was a technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director was like, I, I need their eyes dilating while I have the ninjas tunnel under the ground like they're Bugs Bunny and just hope that yeah. nobody notices that that's what's going on. And then just later in the movie, piece together how, show that they can use shovels or like yes. dig with shovels and also bury themselves with their hands and like show like bits and pieces of the tunneling process, but not the full tunneling process no. that they showed in the dead of night. No, it, it yeah, it looks like uh, Bugs Bunny or the Tremors. As yeah. As they went through the ground, it was definitely one of those two things. Oh, that's right, because you do see them. They move like tremors, and like the dirt's kind of like jumping up underneath that or yeah, over there. Way body. too fast for them. Way too fast. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, I think it was like, all right, their eyes will be dilating, so nobody will really notice what's going on here. I was very disoriented right away. I almost gave up on this movie <laughs> instantly. Um, so we have security guards who are wandering around the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no references to what this facility is yet. No, we and, and we, we don't. We, don't we never find do. out what it is. We don't know. It's it's a facility. Yeah, that it's has just documents. Yeah, and like long hallways and stuff. Yeah. So it could be really anything. It could be an office building, a hospital, a lab. Um, we watch seven ninjas 
sneak through windows and run all the way up a hallway. So they show each individual ninja. It's awful because they show the uh, security guard just kind of like walking along doing his route down the hallway. And then each time he passes a window, a ninja hops out, runs toward the screen. But (laughs) it's just the longest shot. I mean, it it takes takes forever. forever. And that's a hallmark of martini movies. Is you're just like, why are we still on this scene? Why are we doing this? How is this still a thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, this is absurd. It's great, but it's I was it it, it was like uh, seeing an old friend, but you're like, oh yeah, that's why I don't talk to you anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that annoying quirk of your friend that you stopped talking to 20 years ago. Um, ninjas. Okay, the ninjas take out the security cam. Uh, I don't know how. Because do they replace it with the recording? Because yeah, I think they replace it with the recording because it does. The security guy does a thing where he like hits the monitor and it just like goes back to what it was. So I think yeah, they just replace it with like a recording type thing, like an Ocean's Eleven style. Yeah, and it's kind of hard because like they don't necessarily cut back and forth to kind of show the steps of what's going on. It's just something you got to pick up while the guy's hitting his. Yeah, and the ninjas that. They show the ninjas doing it, but yeah, it's not like a back and forth. They just show them reaching for the camera, and you kind of have to put it all together. Right, 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 right. Still uh, wearing their scuba masks, by the way. Don't know why. Yeah, I, I couldn't even see the scuba mask because it was so dark. Yeah, they're wearing scuba masks. And by the way, in in succession with the movie, the sun has decided to set right over my shoulder, and you're getting very stark contrast of yes. dark and light that i can see in my picture. joe's about to start playing a flute on a on a cliff's edge or eating ribs who knows <laughs> it's hard to tell definitely one of the two um ninjas uh zip line into a separate building i believe at this i point. think it was like an atrium in the same building or like maybe it was like a over a courtyard yeah i don't okay, know so it's all very dark there's no there's more lights on when Ron Martini is sleeping later in this movie than there is in this whole building. Oh, he sleeps <laughs> in absolute light. Yeah. <laughs> All of his lights are on. Very bright. Um, and of course, then he wonders why he gets bad sleep. I mean, yeah, why he can't sleep. Uh, ninjas. Okay, they find this classified. They all go into different office office cubicle things. It looks like at the beginning of a Benny Hill, like, uh, yes. like door gag. Like, they all, go, they all separate into different... Uh, rooms and then they jump into the doors um one of the ninjas finds a classified top secret file marked classified <laughs> top secret file. I was gonna say, how did you know it's classified and top secret <laughs> uh a ninja the ninja that finds it blows the whistle to reconvene the other ninjas and then shows them the classified top secret file they're like see uh, i got it um we got security guard who returns uh, one ninja rolls marbles on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, rolls marbles on the ground. The guard trips over them. And then I said the marbles slice into the guard's skin. But you seem to think, killing him instantly, of course, as they would. Uh, <laughs> um, you seem to think that it's two different sets, right? Like yeah. one of them's ball bearings that are smooth that he trips over. The next ones are spiky. They're caltrops. Which looks like Jack's. It looks like he got taken out by kids who didn't clean up their toys. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like ball bearings and caltrops would just look like little Jack's. But they're like big caltrops. Yeah, and they're like stuck in his head. Like his yeah, forehead his and face. cheek and yeah. stuff. I mean, that's that's one of the styles of ninja fighting that this movie promised to show us. So and it deli- check it off the list. Right out the gates. Uh, it, it, this is the Home Alone style. 
Home Alone technique. Yeah. And this is where we first find out there are too many ninjas. <laughs> they didn't need to kill the security guard. You understand that. They're all behind the doors. If there was just one ninja, he could have just waited for the security guard to go by and then leave. Oh, but they wanted to explore all the rooms as quickly as possible. I guess. And I guess they knew that this this section of the building had exactly seven doors. <laughs> yeah. They get there, there's eight doors. It's like, you know, one Shit. guy's got to do two rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just, or, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then they got to do rock, paper, scissor to figure out which one's going to do the extra room. Uh, so the security guard returns. Oh, no, I did that one. Uh, he's dead. So the ninjas escape. They kill the other guards, like, in the stairway, in the hallway and stuff. Um... They light a guard on fire. Yeah. It was very unnecessary. I didn't know that ninjas frequently lit people on fire, but I guess they do. And it's so dark again because they're outside that you don't know what they're using to do it. So it's like they threw a firework at him and it just lit on fire. (laughs) Yeah, I said uh, it's back into darkness and one ninja tries to cure it with a fire stick, question mark. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? <laughs> what is this? This is where I was like, why did they have to kill all the guards? Why didn't they just leave? This is there's too many ninjas. It created a That's problem. The whole thing about ninjas, they can sneak out. What are they They're doing? Killing everyone along the way. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, when you play Assassin's Creed and you get tired of like sneaking around. You're like, screw it, killing everybody. Yeah, or Metal uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Or uh, what was that stupid Tom Clancy game? Oh, Rainbow Spl- Six. Splinter Cell. Yeah. yeah. Any of the sneak games, like Sneak King. The Jack in the Box game? <laughs> or uh, Burger King game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the drunk guy. We, we get our first shot of drunk guy, and he sees the ninjas escape as yeah. he's drinking. He's like, huh! <laughs> yeah, but he does, like, you think he's going to do the classic, like, drunk hobo thing where he's, like, drinking out of a bottle, and he sees something crazy, and he, like, looks at it and throws it away. Yeah, he, like, like, drinks out of, yeah he drinks out of the bottle, he sees something crazy, he's like, Huh. And he just goes back to drink. Right back to drink. <laughs> this guy rules. <laughs> he's got his priorities in check. Um, he's like, no, it's not the alcohol. It's my broken brain. I'm yeah. fine. He's like, if I drink enough of this, then I won't see the crazy things everywhere. Exactly. Uh, we get some more overexposed credits. They go right back to the overexposed credits. Yep. Nobody wants to be associated with this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Bra Marchini, none of them. Nobody wants to be involved. Uh, except we get a clear shot of Ken Watanabe. Oh my God. The Ken Watanabe, Joe? Could it be? No. It could not. <laughs> no, not a chance. <laughs> Completely different Ken Watanabe. Yes, because I remember as I'm watching, I didn't realize it the first time because he's not in the movie. And then the second time I see his name, I'm like looking for him in every part of it. I'm like, I know he's not the main guy. And then I realized he's the only Asian guy in this movie, the main bad guy. It's true. There's it's no true. in a movie called Ninja Warriors, there are no other Asian people except the one guy. Yeah. And questionably the uh maybe the assassin lady that steals the key. I think she's Arab. She's got a real like technically it's Asian feel, like like Kazakhstan. She her eyebrows are too bushy. I think she's They're Arab. too bushy. Yeah. And um, I, Joe, I'd look it up on the credits, but there's no names attached to it. Yeah, they don't want to be. Nobody wants <laughs> to be. Saw it, they took their name off. <laughs> if you looked at the IMDb credits, there is legitimately like 12 people. The only guy who kept it was Ron Marchini because he's an arrogant ass. And Ken Watanabe, who probably thought like, hey, maybe they'll see my name. Think I'm the other Ken Watanabe name. They'll contact me. Yeah. Nope, they did not. 
They did 15 not, they people. Did nothing else. 15 people credited on IMDb. Um, only six of them have a name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why are ninjas training in the daylight? Kind of defeats the purpose of the black outfits, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it's weird. But also, why are they training in a like a, a field with like weird trees? And sand. Isn't it like a desert? Yeah, it's really weird. They dig holes for themselves. All I cared about at this point is uh, that the music, the riff was pretty sweet going on in the background. Oh, it was like... Yeah, it it had like a real like classic rock, like green grass. It reminded me of the green grass and high tides uh, guitar solo. Yeah. So that was, yeah. But yeah, then they get like, they're, I was laughing out loud when they were like doing their like ninja moves. And he's like... And they just pull out a shovel. And I was like, what in the world? Yeah, what is, like, where's this going? Pull out a bag. And then they jump into the hole and start burying themselves. And I was like, okay, sure. And then they, they bury, the, yeah, they dig the holes for themselves. They bury themselves up to their necks. Um, and then they're covered with tarps. So no yeah. one can see them. So my guess is, I don't know if this is training or this is, because there's no other event that happens after this where they sneak in anywhere. Yeah. So this would have been good at the beginning of the movie <laughs> to see what, what they were doing. But no, this is like Ron Martini was like, Hey, let's just do this cool thing. Yeah. Well, and then I think that is supposed to, I think that's supposed to like justify why they keep disappearing into thin air. Like they're, but that's insane. It would mean that they would either have to have had pre-dug holes all over the forest or like a Viet Cong series of tunnels going on. Or they're crazy fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think that they just uh, thought it would be cool to show. Yeah. And there's there's so. no real logic to this. For sure. Um, so drunk guy, he decides that he's going to take this information he has to the authorities. He attempts to describe the ninjas as both black and white. And as he said, apparently there were no mixed race people in the 1980s. Nope. Every cop's confused. They're like, what are you saying? They're what black are- and white? <laughs> oh, were they unicorns? Were they <laughs> Superman? <laughs> I love two things about this. One, the the cop is like seven blacks. Yeah. Like that's what the scene starts with. Just the cop going seven blacks. He's like, no, they were white. And he's like, so seven Caucasians then. <laughs> yeah. And two, the drunken hobo just wanders in off the street and immediately gets an audience with the ca- the police captain. <laughs> right. And and two detectives. Yeah. Two lieutenants are also there taking notes. He just wanders in. He's like, I got information for you. And they clearly don't respect this guy because they're like, yeah, what are they, flying zebras? Instead of being like, wait, maybe they're white people in black clothes. Yeah, maybe this drunk guy is trying to explain something, but his brain is not totally there. So maybe maybe it's really happened, <laughs> but he's, we just got to get it out of him. We gotta yeah, exactly. Um. Anywho, they are really dismissive of this guy. Captain gets frustrated and yells, well, maybe they were zebras. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, Cap. Sure, Cap. Uh, he asks how they escaped. Um, in a car, do you get a license plate? Drunk guy mislabels the captain as sergeant, and that ends the whole, that ends the interview. <laughs> he gets so mad. He's pissed. He's like, I'm not a sergeant, I'm the captain here. Which you might have been confused thinking I was lower on the totem pole because you just walked in off the street and I invited you into my office. (laughs) You might have confused me for the secretary. (laughs) He's like, by the way, while we're talking, did you see my framed photo of Ronald Reagan? (laughs) Oh, we'll get to that later. Yes, he loves that photo. 
Uh, drunk guy says they flew over the wall, and the captain becomes irate and then throws the drunk guy out of his office. Yeah. And then I love, as soon as he leaves, the captain talks to who ends up being Ron Martini's boy. He's like, didn't he say they were dressed all in black? (laughs) No, he didn't. And that's why you got so mad. You thought he said black people. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, as soon as he throws them out, he's like, oh... Well, the detective. I'm the jerk here. <laughs> well, but no, his detective is uh, the guy that turns out to be Ron Marchini's boy. Is like, yeah. hey, give the old guy a break. Uh, he might have had a point. Um, yeah, and then the captain makes a Superman reference for some reason. Oh, uh, it said what? Is, yeah, what do they also have? Black or no, blue tights and a red cape and an S. Big on S on their chest. Okay, we get it. You're talking about it. Superman. Yeah. Uh, so the detective raises the possibility of ninjas. And then he reveals uh, shuriken that were found at the scene, which are the, I guess those little tiny... The little ninja things. stars. Shuriken. Little, now, are they stars or are they little balls that have, like, spikes on them? Shuriken are the ninja stars. They're okay, they're stars. stars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that seems like pretty good evidence, right? Shuriken. Shuriken? Shuriken. Shuriken. The captain says, the nin who? Because apparently who? he has not heard the term ninja before in 1985. Yeah. Classic the biggest unknown cartoon term. on TV is Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. No, nobody knows about ninjas back in the 80s, Joe. Uh, yeah, he's like, Nin who? Detective says ninjas. And then he goes on to explain that he had a friend who studied karate in Japan. So he knows everything about the ninjas. <laughs> yeah, What? here's what I love is he's like, Ninja, what's that? And he explains what it what it is. And, and the chief's like, all right, quit your yammering. Like, he's well, like, he's just shut up. saying ninja over and over again. He's like, the ninjas are ninjas. And they got ninja gear and ninja faces and ninja weapons. And he's like, ninja, ninja, ninja. And he's like, ninja. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, we, <laughs> then we learn about Ninja Tom later. But I love before they switch scenes, he's so pretend th- this is like the, the shuriken. He's like, we need evidence. He's sitting there tapping the yeah. evidence that's in his hand. He's like, we need evidence this is ninjas. You tell me this thing is a ninja weapon, but we need evidence. Like, this ninja weapon in my hand right now. Same thing afterwards. <laughs> I love it. He keeps, like, expecting to get better evidence than a ninja weapon at the scene that they're investigating. Yeah. Which that's a big, big piece of evidence. Yeah. It's like, and they're ninjas. It's not like they're going to leave stuff hanging around. Right. Yeah. What that's is their whole deal. That's their whole deal is they don't leave stuff hanging around, which, by the way, they did leave stuff hanging around. They kept the he's like, you get me a semen sample. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's the zip line that they left the marbles. Do you think they went back with a broom and swept up all those marbles that they threw all over the floor? No, I bet they're all there. There's all kinds of evidence. Totally. They just he doesn't care. He doesn't want anything physical. He wants something circumstantial. Yes. He he wants a tape of them going, we are ninja and this is what we did. He's like, anything less than that? I don't want it. Right. Um, the captain, yeah, he says he, he needs facts. And I said, apparently ninja weapons found at the scene are not sufficient. No. Um, then we cut to a man who's walking on a tightrope while narrowly avoiding large spiked rocket shaped projectiles. Yes, knife missiles. They have, like, spikes on each side. They're, like, battering ram-sized. They're and they have little spikes poking out. I have no, And they're sticking into the wall, and I have no idea what is firing this and who is firing this because he lives alone. Yeah. It's just something he rigged up to just fire deadly missiles at him while he's <laughs> tightrope walking. Blindfolded, Joe. It's wild. <laughs> it's, it's totally crazy. wild. You know, oh, yeah, so we find out it's Ron Marchini, and he was blindfolded the whole time. Oh, my God. 
the, the man himself. That and this is, is his this is his friend that spent time in Japan. Joe Bernie. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in these movies he's like, Yeah, I had a friend who went to Japan. He's gotta be an expert on this thing that we're talking about. Um, and he turns out to suck. Like he doesn't do a whole lot the whole the Martini, whole... no. Martini doesn't know anything. He's just constantly calming his friend as he comes to the realization that maybe he brought the wrong guy into all this. <laughs> yeah. His answer to everything, he's like, this is so mysterious. What? How do I get to the bottom of it? He's like, I don't know. That's how ninjas are. Like, that's his answer. He's like, that's how the ninjas way are. The ninja. You're he's, never going to catch him. He's just ninja. counting his consultant, his consultant fee money. He's like, I don't know. Ninjas are crazy. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, hold on. I'm on, I'm on the phone with my accountant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It went through. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah I don't care about this shit anymore. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he rips off his white sweatshirt to reveal a solid black sleeveless shirt. Oh, wait, one thing I do want to point out about, like, before I get into that, um, it's great that right away they hit you with the classic Marchini. He's greater than every man. Oh, yeah. Like, he can do this thing blindfold and like, and there's things that come up later in this scene where you're like, oh, he's, they're making him superhuman. Yeah, he's. He's supposed to be like, yeah, this completely monstrous, like bigger than life person. And then he doesn't do anything for 90% of the movie. Yeah, he can't answer basic questions that are yeah. asked of him. Until um, he puts on his ninja outfit and then he's like the greatest ninja in the history of the universe. Correct. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't test well, I guess is what it is. He doesn't test well, but if you put it in front of him, he's like, All right, I can do ninja stuff. Just don't give me the multiple choice ninja test. Yeah, and don't ask me to save anyone, because I won't. <laughs> Not interested in that. Um, he rips off his white sweatshirt, reveals a solid black sleeveless shirt underneath. Um, he harnesses his chi. He's still blindfolded, I think. Yes, yeah. he still is. He's he harnesses his chi and then he fights ghosts. He does around. a little, the only difference between him and like an eight year old doing karate moves in the front yard is like, he's wearing a blindfold. No, <laughs> that he has sound effects. Uh, little kids have sound effects <laughs> yeah but they're like he has like ones that are he you can tell he's not making with his mouth yeah um so yes the detective approaches from the woods smoking a cigar marchini says you just gonna stand there and stare and the detective goes son of a gun how do you know it was me and i say no, it was who? He just knew some asshole was smoking a cigar nearby. Yeah. He's just like, are you just going to stand there? He's like, my God, you're so good at this. He's like, oh, it's you. Hey, how's it going? How's oh, it going? hey, it's, it's Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. He never said a name. It was just like, you're, what are you doing? You're just going to stand there and watch? He just does cold reads and his friend's like, oh, my God. Yeah. He has the dumbest friends in the world. Um, Marcini somehow knows about the ninjas before this is weird knows about the ninjas before the detective says anything well that's the only reason to go talk to him he's like let's see i'm a weirdo loner in the woods who only knows things about ninjas that's got to be why you're here to see me yeah well he goes and sees him he's like hey i need you to help me something he's like well when ninjas are involved it always takes it's like wait a minute yeah <laughs> that's you true that leave? maybe martini was like let's just Let's just move it along. Let's just move it along. I already did my calisthenics, like my extended calisthenics scene. One right. of many in this movie. Yes. Uh, Marcini's name is Steve, and the detective needs his help because he's been to Japan. Ooh, like Detective like, Joe Marshall. 
He's like, you've been to Japan, right? You know about ninjas? He's like, yes, I have, and I do. He's like, I went to Japan more for the... Let me tell you about these vending machines they got over there. (laughs) They'll sell any article of clothing, used or unused. Yeah. He's like, that's really why I went to Japan. Maybe that's why he just went to Japan to be a weird pervert, and then they came back, and they're like, you know ninjas, right? He's like... He's like, no, they're like... Yeah, yeah, I know ninjas. On the way out, he was like, uh, the customs was like, uh, reason, for, what were you doing while you were over there? He's like, uh, ninja stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's secret, the way of the ninja. ninja As he's got used, used underwear just like falling out of his pockets. <laughs> like stuffed in his collar. Yeah. So he can sniff it conveniently. Um, he's wearing it as an ascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so detective, uh, the detective asks him questions while he punches a body bag. Steve tells him to be patient and that he'll find out after his workout. I like it. He's like, so what do you think this means? And what do you think that means? He's like, be patient. And you can tell he means like, shut up while I'm working out. (laughs) Dude, chill. You're breaking my concentration. But I love the move that Martini is doing with this. So he does a right hook. And then he, like, karate chops what would be, like, the guy's upper shoulder and then his neck, like, with his yeah. left hand. Yeah. So it's like, what is the fr- – like, the guy's like, ow, why – ow, that's going to br- – ah, he got me in the neck. Yeah. Um, so suddenly the two are attacked by ninjas throwing <gasps> spiked metal balls at them. Yeah. They're just, like, throwing clusters of, like, three or four of these things at them at any given time. Um, yeah. And then there's weird, like – booby trap uh like trebuchet things oh i missed that yeah they they, they're like little like traps that just like spring forward and launch the balls but then there's also ninjas there okay i thought they were just tossing them yeah but no there's they're booby traps which this is martini's property so there are just ninjas just like burying traps on the property and while he lived there the ninja expert didn't notice right (laughs) he didn't hear them he didn't have any kind of security set up um yeah, I do like how Steve, they also have to make sure that you know that Steve is the ultimate man cuz he's saving Kevin. Yeah, he's just like every, shoving he's, he's just, just like, like shoving him out of the way. Jerking him back and forth and out of the way. Which we see later, uh maybe get a little bit more masculine guy to be the detective cuz uh he is he so is, Ronnie. He's a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um detective oh the detective gets pissed off and he wants to pursue but steve pulls rank i guess and says it's over (laughs) this is done now that's so much of this movie is just like counting on people not chasing after you like so much like the ninjas just like they do their ninja thing and they're like all right you stay here i'm I'm gonna take off yeah don't follow me right they like count to 10 alligators (laughs) close your eyes turn around I won't stop. No, it doesn't start until you're turned around. When really they could just hide behind a tree because hiding behind a tree thwarts everything in this movie. If you just stand behind a tree, you're invisible. It does. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the operating room is where we are now. And there's a man being. Uh, what? We sit close up with somebody clearly not doing surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A man is being operated on with a scalpel that makes no incision. <laughs> and then and then the only surgery that gets done is the guy doing the surgery just has like si- like hospital scissors Little and it's snippers. just like 
is just like cutting like straight ahead. Like that's all he's doing. And they're like, but that's far away when they yeah. do the cutting. Yeah. But the, yeah, they clearly show a scalpel, not cut into a guy at all. It's so clear. They don't even try to rig it with something that would like us. You could put blood, a little fake blood on the tip of that thing and just make a mark. Just and that would be food coloring. Not that even would be something. Blood. Yeah. This is, he just runs like you can just take a, this is if I ran this pencil on my arm. (laughs) But running this pen across my hand, there's a white mark that is left. Exactly. The pen does more. They could have used a red pen. (laughs) (laughs) They should have. They would have left something. Um, yes. So the man dies because this guy doesn't know how to do surgery. (laughs) He didn't even do surgery. He was just laying on the table and the guy dies. He dies and the doctor goes, no good. He is dead. Let's prepare another one tomorrow. <laughs> Nobody even tried to save this guy. Like they're like, doctor, he dead. he's dead. He's like, well, all right, cool. I'm gonna go back on my smoke break. <laughs> yeah, it's my 15. <laughs> he's like, guys, can somebody please order me a scalpel that actually cuts? I feel like it's not too much to ask. I come in every day. It's defeating, honestly. Yeah. It really is defeating to come in every day and have to work with a scalpel. Um, the doctor is named Dr. Andrews and he receives a phone call to go somewhere. Yeah. And there's just like a phone in the OR, like they're in an operating room and he's just like, hello. Like he's just finished like covered in blood. Well, not covered in blood because he doesn't actually do any operation, but no, yeah, it's clean scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the ninjas are training out in a courtyard. We cut to the scene of that and they're jumping out of trees and they're doing sit-ups and they're playing with swords and Dr. Andrews is observing and taking mm-hmm. notes. Yeah, he's watching them train their abs. Yeah. <laughs> they they all, I mean, good for them. You know, good get the for work them. In. But it is so jarring to just, like, they're jumping out of trees doing all this ninja stuff. And then they, like, run up these boards. And you're like, oh, what is this? And they just lock their feet and do inverted uh, sit-ups. Sit-ups. Like, That's it? Just sit-ups? That's how you become a ninja? Okay. I guess so. Um, three men and a woman walk around a courtyard. One guy is complaining that the doctor is always late and that they need that formula from him. Well, I love it that they're like, uh, you know, just trust him. You know, he's just, you know, he always comes through for us. And the other guy's like, he's late. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I hate this guy so much. Like, I can't trust him. Like, he just says a 360. And that's Beardo. I call him Beardo. Oh, so I called them uh, Asian guy, Yosemite Sam, hot shot, and girl. (laughs) Girl. But this is what I love. They're walking down the stairs, and Dr. Andrews literally just, like, walks out of a field. Out of the bushes! <laughs> <laughs> I said he literally comes, because he comes from stage left. He literally comes out of left field. Like yeah. he <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he just kind of, like, comes from the bushes, like, oh, hey. hey I took the shortcut because I knew I was late. <laughs> I was running a little late. Um, Dr. Rives tells him that there are pages missing, so he can't complete the formula. Which I feel like there's a formula before, like if there's pages missing in the middle, you can figure it out from like context clues. Yeah, if you're any kind of doctor or scientist, which is hard to tell. Is he a doctor or a scientist? That's another thing, explanation. Yes. To answer your question, yes. (laughs) But why are they doing surgery on people if there's formula, if there's pages missing of the formula? What is the surgery? What what is the surgery? What is the surgery? I don't know. I don't know. They must be, like, pulling lobotomies, but it can't be a lobotomy because it's on the chest. Yeah, Yeah, but the guy's not a good doctor. (laughs) He's like, I think the brain's in here somewhere. He's like, I know what I'll do. I'll control his heart. 
I can't yeah. control his brain. I'll control his heart. And they're like, doctor, the heart, that, that's a metaphor. He's like, I'll show you a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll show you a metaphor. Then he whips out a lipstick and he just starts <laughs> slowly applying it to his face. <laughs> um, so, yes. Oh, Hotshot complains. He says that they checked all over that place. And they yeah. got all the pages. You're wrong, doctor. They're, they're not. One ninja found one folder and then they all took off. Like right. <laughs> nobody checked anything. Yeah, there are tons. You have to imagine there's got to be like at least a hundred file cabinets in that place. They didn't check like more than a few. Like we couldn't imagine that like maybe a page fell out while they were murdering people leaving oh, this place. Right. Like that could have happened. Like there's a we lot of hurry. Yeah. Uh, so the Asian guy looks displeased by all this, and he walks off. And Yosemite Sam says, "So you checked everywhere? <laughs> like that's the last line of the scene." And then, Joe, do you want uh, one minute and three seconds of Ron Martini running and doing calisthenics? More than I want to breathe. He exercises at dawn in smoke-filled woods, which is great because next we see a bunch of fireworks going off and explosives. And you know they shot this after that. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, we get ninjas. They are throwing the explosives at him, shooting Nin who? Huh? Sorry. Nin said Nin who? Right. Uh, shot flaming arrows at him mm -hmm. in trees, which yeah. is dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. And he does backflips to get away from the ninja bombs. I feel like running is faster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Call me crazy, but he just does backflips to get away from the ninja bombs. Also, right. Joe, I think I went to a gender reveal party just like this. <laughs> <laughs> was it a ninja? It was a ninja. Ninja. Uh, Steve escapes. Nancy, we get introduced to, who's a rich Whoa. young. What? It's that. It's that sudden. It's just like Steve escapes. He's running away in the woods again. Another thing predicated on nobody following anybody. Like if somebody ever followed anyone, this movie would be a lot shorter. But oh. he like ran away, and the ninjas are like, "And don't let me see you around here again." <laughs> right, 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 right. And then extended um, plane landing sequence, and then we're in a completely different movie. Nancy. Yeah, well, right. that's what I was gonna say. This is like the um. I can't remember the guy's name from Death Machines, but like. For a second, I thought, did they just inject another mini movie into this movie? Is this going to, like, rope back around at all or what? Uh, because Nancy is a rich young woman who visits a doctor that we haven't seen before, not Dr. Andrews, and asks him about Project Orion. Uh, this is this doctor can barely get through his lines. He, like, cannot talk. No, he can't. Um. This doctor says that he's heard Nancy's father has finished phase one and that the animals are responding to the mind control instruments. Yes. And she's like, well, I don't care about all that as long as I get to play tennis. <laughs> I got a tennis tournament to worry about. <laughs> like, like, it's so insane. They're like, yes, this girl that's here for the tennis tournament, she is the linchpin of this information. She'll know everything. She'll figure it all out. But I... I, I'm very confused, Joe. I'm confused as well. <laughs> um, and I just want to say, just real quick, the Nancy, uh, short, light brown hair. I would just like to point it out. Shortish, light brown hair is what she has. Because yes. they, do, they do a body double for her later. Yes. <laughs> that if anybody just looked at a picture, they'd be like, absolutely not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Nancy says, yeah, she doesn't know much about that. The doctor says to be careful and that he's alerted the, the authorities or the police, but there's nothing to be concerned about, which is a really weird way to frame that. What is he alerting the police about? I don't know. She's but, there for a tennis tournament. Right, to stay with, with him and, like, just practice tennis. And so to say, like, you need to be careful, I've called the police, but don't worry about anything. Yeah. It's, like, a really weird way to frame it. I'd be like, that. for what? <laughs> what is happening? I love. I want to know the phone call. Hello, police? It's like, yes, the daughter of the head of Project Orion is coming for a tennis tournament. I need a police escort. It's like, are you the drunk guy who tells us about the flying zebras? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yes, my name is Hugh Janus, and I need a... <laughs> um, <laughs> You called earlier. No, 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 no. That was my associate. Hugh G-Rection. <laughs> we run a law firm out in the hills. Um, Janus and Rection. <laughs> Janus and Rection. <laughs> um, the captain is alerted. At this time that the professor's daughter, who we assume is Nancy, has arrived. The professor. We don't know who that is. And that's apparently a lead in his book. I love this guy. (laughs) Physical evidence is not evidence. Some random anecdote about some random person coming to town is a lead. (laughs) That's a lead, yes. He's like, the daughter of the Project Orion guy? Oh, man, we've been trying to talk to her for forever. Everything's coming together. <laughs> He's like, I knew that. I knew that tennis tournament would be too much for her to. to... Right. Oh man. Um, Steve arrives and senses a microphone in the ceiling, but at first it looks like he's never been in an office building before. <laughs> looks like... Stares around, confused. <laughs> and the the police chief is like, Steve, hello, and he's just kind of just like staring off into his face. Is like he's bad like, at hellos. Sits back down. <laughs> just watching him um yeah and so he throws a ninja star up into the ceiling and uh it like takes out a microphone and then a man in a humvee with big like uh big headphones on rushes off yeah i think that's just a jeep i don't think that's a humvee i think it's just a jeep okay it's a jeep it's like a yellow jeep um but he returns this yellow jeep man (laughs) he's persistent um the captain shits on his detectives for not discovering uh discovering the microphone and they look ashamed and steve smirks because right well, steve's the everyman and these idiots couldn't find a microphone in a ceiling panel like, yeah come on guys and i would be ashamed too if i dressed like steve steve's boy who is it wearing a button-up shirt buttoned about halfway with a like knitted vest like this is an officer of the law right <laughs> And I just wrote, come on. <laughs> like, I come on, it. guy. Come on. Um, yeah. So he, I love how Steve smirks. He's like, Jesus Christ. He's and like, the captain's like, see what I'm working it. with here? He's like, Jesus Christ. And the captain checks his framed picture of Ronald Reagan behind him. Yeah. Like, admires it and, like, looks at the back for microphones, sets it down. And then he starts whispering to his detectives, like, hey. Guys, here's the plan. And then it flashes on Steve, and he's like, Jesus Christ. Again, like <laughs> a bunch another... of idiots, yeah. <laughs> and I love that he's like, all right, this is the plan. Everybody in the room, that's all we can trust. I don't know who's putting these bugs in. It could be one of you. The only people <laughs> that ever come into my room, but we're the only people that we can trust. Right, 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 right. And then later on, they just get random beat cots involved with the plan. But oh, as of right yeah, now. Yeah, tons of people are involved in this yeah. thing. 
But I love, I just love the, the, the picture of Ronald Reagan. It's like, see, we love law and order. Huh? Huh? You know, it's interesting to me that the captain doesn't suspect the guy that randomly called him for police escort who ends up being involved in all of this stuff. Yes. Or the guy who knew exactly where the microphone was who might be throwing him right. off the scent, who yeah. he's never met before. Who he has no background on, never met before. Um, <laughs> I like to think the cop's like, somebody bugged my office, but I need evidence while he's holding the microphone. The captain's like, I need evidence my office was bugged. Uh, <laughs> where's evidence? Uh, what is evidence? <laughs> I have a question. Uh, he's like, this is my room of, uh, this is the evidence room. He opens it up and it's just like news articles with like strings. Like, tied to him. He's like, unrelated this, news articles. Yeah, this is evidence. This is what I need. This is what I've been working on. It's like, do you know about Pepe Sylvia? This is, that's evidence. That's what I need. Uh, we get the Asian guy uh slices oh he's um training out in the courtyard yeah and he slices arrows that are shot at him with uh his samurai sword and then he talks to hotshot and yosemite sam about nancy's arrival so he's getting clued in that nancy's arrives yeah we find out he's the boss man yes uh the master as they call him uh now we're back at the precinct the captain lays out his plan sergeant benton or is it benson benton who looks like who looks like Amy Schumer. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, I called her Lady Cop. Uh, but her name's Sergeant Benton. She will be Nancy's... She will take Nancy's place. Mm-hmm. In the uh, tennis tournament. Yes. <laughs> and also in her bed. Uh, and she, you were going to explain. Okay, so Nancy is short, classic 80s hairdo, light brown yeah. hair. Um, I wouldn't say conventionally attractive. No. At first, I had questions about BMI, and then I saw her not in the in the in the uh, uh, back of the car, and I was like, okay, now I understand. But uh, when they first shot her, she looked a little too heavy to be in, in a tennis tournament. Yeah, yeah, she's more of like a um, what do you call a roller foot? derby? <laughs> <laughs> she's a roller derby girl. Yeah, she's a little stouter build, we'll say. Yeah. But uh, the lady cop is your conventional blonde hair, like long blonde hair, tall. Attractive. attractive yeah it does it's just look at a picture it doesn't work no um so yes uh so the plan the plan is for sergeant benton who looks nothing like nancy to take nancy's place then kevin um who's the detective uh and steve will secure the mansion and no one is allowed in mm-hmm. and that's the plan which i don't <laughs> Does that sound like a plan to you? It's not. It's the beginnings of a plan. It's not a full plan. It's like what you do to hunker down as you do a plan. Yeah, that's a setup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sergeant Benton arrives at the mansion and watches Nancy practice tennis, then talks to her afterward to clue her in on the plan. Well, this is just a tennis club that she's at. Oh, this is the tennis club. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But she's working with a tennis pro, and I love it because she just, like, botches a tennis hit with this tennis pro and is like, thanks, and just, like, walks away. (laughs) (laughs) That was her lesson. He's like, I have so much more to teach you. She's like, no, thanks. (laughs) Um, He's like, I don't think you're ready for the tournament. (laughs) Uh, So the yellow Humvee guy radios to base when all of this happens. Um, Now we get a meeting that's held in a dojo Mm -hmm. between the master and his ninja henchman 
and Yosemite Sam, who I do not believe is a ninja. <laughs> no, there's I wrote these guys, the two other guys, I just called them Beardo and Weirdo. Beardo and Weirdo? Yeah, because that's what they are. Beardo, the beard guy, and then the weird guy. Yeah, dude, Beardo looks like he does not belong anywhere near this movie. I mean, to be fair, like I said, no other Asian guys. There should be another Asian guy in a ninja crew. But um, at least um, at least Hotshot, as I call him, or as you call him, Weirdo, looks like he could be a part of this thing. Yeah, a little he bit. He looks like a serious individual. <clears throat> but this is where I'm a little confused because this is the first time I realized that everybody in this movie looks like they're in the 70s. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like firmly in the 70s. And this movie was made in 1985. Yeah, a lot of the non-ninja henchmen, like the security guards around the mansion, are wearing like disco stuff. Yeah, like a guy's at the end, the guy near the end when the security guard relieves the other security guard. And oh, he's you're just talking about Hans bell- Gruber's security guard? <laughs> yeah, and he's just wearing be- bell bottoms. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, So... Yes. So Yosemite Sam smells a trap. Hotshot wants to go ahead anyway, because this is the only chance that they'll have to get the formula, according to him. Uh, Hotshot's name is Tom. Yosemite Sam is Mike. And the the master, the Asian guy, says they're both right and that he has a plan. He's like, you're right and you're right. And I have a plan. And his plan um, is to... We don't get that yet. Oh. <laughs> we cut to ninjas who arrive in the dead of night at the mansion. Uh, there's a staircase that has a childproof gate on it. They have a I baby you gate. Because yeah. <laughs> you also don't have children and have a baby gate. In your I house. do have a baby gate to keep my dog away from the cat. But That's right. Um, Kevin is still complaining about the captain wanting more proof. He's like, I'll show him proof. I'll bring him a dead ninja. <laughs> That's like the only proof he'll accept is a dead guy in a ninja outfit. Right. He's like, case closed. <laughs> we caught the case of the one ninja. Um, ninjas knock out Sergeant Benson with chloroform. They think she's Nancy and drag her out of there in a burlap stack sack. And Kevin and Steve do nothing about this, but they do follow them, which I guess is the plan now. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. The plan is to get her kidnapped. <laughs> I hope nobody has ever seen a picture of what Nancy actually looks like. And then right. go from just there. kill her right in the bed. Like, yeah. You're not Nancy. Yeah. Because I originally thought the plan is she's going to, like, whip out with a gun, get yes, one of the engines. Stop the guys. And capture at least one, and then they interrogate that guy. Which we get we get that later. We get N-word Tom. N-word Tom, yes. <laughs> he gets interrogated. But first she is put in a um, burlap sack. I love it. They just put a burlap sack over her whole body and drag her out of there. Yeah, like she's a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and Steve are following them. They come across a sack filled with laundry, and then they realize they were duped. Yeah, they got got. And 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 uh, Steve, Ron Marchini is just like, yeah, it's fine. They get away all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, that's the next morning. So they are literally out there all night. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? They're, like, looking under every rock for Nancy's burlap sack, and they can't find... And they find... don't call anybody. They're not like, hey, Nancy got kidnapped. They're just like, we'll just keep looking in the woods. Yeah, they don't seem to go home. They just literally search out there for what should be hours, I guess. And then um, Kevin says, how the hell did they get away? You know their ways. Tell me. And Steve says, forget it. They're ninjas. Masters of deception. And he just walks away. 
Thank God they brought Steve in. <laughs> Steve knows as much about ninjas as uh, Matt Kratos knows about samurai. Because remember, they brought him in, and then the other cop was just like, oh, yeah, I got this lead. I got this other thing. Like, they, he doesn't know anything about ninjas. Yeah, he's like, you know what ninja means? It means Japanese guy. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. <laughs> I've been to Japan. Hey, that's his answer to everything. Have you been to Japan? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, they got these vending machines there. <laughs> let me tell you about it. Uh, so Mike, Mike is bearded man, uses the defibrillator to shock Detective Bens- Benton uh, while Tom interrogates her about a formula she knows nothing about. <laughs> Yeah, they, he's just like they they just zaps her with the defibrillator, and it's like this like, is where's the formula? We can do this all night. She's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. And then he goes, one more move might kill her. And the guy does a move I can only describe as throwing her head. <laughs> oh, like, he kind of like tosses it. Yeah, he like tosses. I don't know how he does it with her. It's still attached to her body, but he like <laughs> full on throws her head, and she just goes. Her head goes flying backwards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dr. Andrews is the one that says they should stop torturing her for now. Um, Kevin and Steve come across a black man making a fire in the woods, and this disturbs <laughs> this disturbs Steve <laughs> very greatly. I love this scene because it comes back later, but it looks like they literally just stumbled across a guy making a fire, and they're like, uh, he was just like, uh, can I be in your movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and nobody told Ron Marchini. Well, and he kind of he's like walking up and he sees it because they don't actually catch eyes with each other. They just kind of watch him make this fire for a while and like just whittle a stick or I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's just hanging out in the woods. And Steve is holding a stick in his hands and he like throws it on the ground like rough. Like <laughs> he doesn't like black people in his forest in the woods. <laughs> this is my forest. Um. The Doctor... geography of all this is mind-boggling, by the way. Yo, yeah. yeah Ron Marchini seems to just live in the middle of the woods, edged up against a forest that he shares with the ninja school. With the mansion. <laughs> yeah, with the man- <laughs> which is also adjacent to a quarry. Like, the geography of all this is mind-boggling. I don't yes. understand any of it. Yeah. Um, Dr. Andrews offers his... Oh, yeah, and where was that bridge? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that industrial bridge. Oh my god. Um there were two bridges, industrial bridge and rope bridge. Yeah, rope which is close to industrial bridge. <laughs> but nice. but if you take one path, you don't have to use the the rope bridge to get to the other side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um doc this is crazy. Dr. Andrews offers his medical expertise. If she died, oh cuz it flashes back to them and Dr. Benson or Benton or uh Detective Benson. Um and Dr. Andrews offers his medical expertise. If she dies, she won't talk. Joe, is he wrong? It adds up. <laughs> it's all there. It's all there, Joe. It's all there in the science. Um, everyone just calls the Asian guy master. Uh, this is where they say master like four or five times to determine that he's master. Master? Master. 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 That's me. <laughs> uh, doctor pops in. The doctor from before. The doctor with Nancy in the car. Oh, no. Dr. Anderson, which is definitely not confusing. Yeah, with Dr. Andrews. <laughs> they couldn't have picked just like Smith, 
Johnson, Smith, Phillips. Jones, <laughs> Garcia. Garcia. Um, Schultz. <laughs> Uh, so the doctor pops in and proclaims that they have the wrong woman. Oh, no. Uh, he then complains about the quality of Karudo's ninjas. Uh, I love that he, it took him just seeing this body. He's like, you know I know who Nancy is, right? I was just in a car with her. Yeah, you know this isn't Nancy. And you're like, oh, that explains why she couldn't answer any of the questions about the formula. <laughs> um, he's disappointed that the, by the way, I'm not entirely sure that Nancy would be able to answer any of the questions about the formula because he tried to ask her, her in the car and she was just like, I need to focus on tennis. She doesn't care about this formula. It's her dad's work. She yeah. Would why would know. she know? She wouldn't. <laughs> There's no indication she's a scientist or a doctor or anything. It's like somebody kidnaps me and they're like, we need to know about your wife's uh, app, what they do. I'm like, I have I, I, I don't know anything. I don't know the code. I, I, I'm not involved in this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, yes, he's disappointed that the ninjas are human, Dr. Anderson is, as he Very thought he was getting human. superhuman ninjas. I just wrote, ninja are common, ordinary human beings. I put three question marks. Like, what? Of course. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm disappointed that they're prone to error, human error. Hu yeah, they're humans. Uh, yes. So, Kevin, we cut to him. He gets caught in a rope trap. Steve must fight off ninjas that pop up out of the woods. Yeah. I love how, like, every time they kind of don't know where to go with this, they're just like, let's just do another ninja fight scene. Yeah, more ninja fights. Why not? And this is great because uh, the whole time Martini's fighting this guy, uh, his boy's like, Steve! Steve! Please Steve! Help! Steve! 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 Which they show... The, in the trailer at the beginning of this movie but they like don't cut out him yell so all of a sudden there's just a guy screeching steve over and over in the trailer at the <laughs> beginning and you're like what is what is happening here um yeah so steve uses his wallet chain remember those <laughs> from back in the 90s he does use he, he, he takes off this ninja with a wallet chain and, and hiding behind a tree and hiding behind a tree and steve then saves kevin by cutting him down and dropping him directly on his neck yeah, but he uses he does it with a ninja star. Oh like, yeah, he throws a ninja star at it, which is his plan. That's his. If something's wrong, he's like, I'll just throw a ninja star at it. Which, yeah. <laughs> which is why I think his lights are on later on in his house because he's like, well, I can't turn them off. I destroyed all the switches. You destroyed <laughs> them. I did that once before. <laughs> I destroyed all the switches with ninja stars, and so they're just stuck on all the time. <laughs> um, Mike says it's impossible. We cut to Mike. Mike says it's impossible to get Nancy out of the tennis club, which I guess is where the police put her instead of a safe house. Yeah, they're like, just hide in plain sight. It's fine. At the tennis club. <laughs> where we just walked up to you. And, <clears throat> you know, people just show up. It, I'm, I assume that's the safest place to be. Yeah, which also has, like, classrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really weird. Uh, Mike also is tasked with rescuing Tom, who I didn't realize had been captured. Who is Tom? Oh, Ninja Tom. Ninja Tom. <laughs> yeah. So Ninja Tom was the guy that Martini got with his rope, his uh, his wallet chain that he wrapped around a tree with the wallet chain. Do they show his face, though, in that scene? No. I don't they, think so. No, they don't. But we just have to infer that that's Ninja Tom. That that was Tom. But yeah, but they just drop it. They're like, how are we going to get Tom? Mike's like, how are we going to get Tom? Like, no, they say Ninja Tom. They say, well, they Ninja, say Ninja Tom. Tom. <laughs> that's why I started calling him N-word Tom. <laughs> 
Like N-word Jim, a yes. classic literary character. Yes. <laughs> um, Tom is being... Oh, Mike is tasked with rescuing Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to Tom, who's being roughed up in a classroom. This is the classroom. In a classroom. In a, he's just sitting in a chair. He's not tied to anything. He's not. He's, he's handcuffed. Right. Which explains I, why he can then get up and like fight Kevin and fight these other guys. Because I not feel scared. like you need more than that to for a ninja. Uh, call me crazy. I mean, well, hey, the, the, this might be. We've all we've determined because you said you wanted to rope this back in with the Death Machines universe. Um, in the Death Machines universe, the detectives don't tie up their captive ninjas either that's true and that it 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 uh causes it problems for them as well yes it, it backfires every time <laughs> but i love in this scene there's another picture of ronald reagan i think that's just supposed Open to it. show where yeah that's supposed to show we're supposed to be at the police station is i guess where all the ronald reagan photos are so yeah. there's it's it's clearly in a classroom there's a giant chalkboard but above the chalkboard where there would be like a um a clock in a lot of classrooms. There's just a, like, like they just taped a picture of Ronald Reagan. Up there. A picture of Ronald Reagan. And there's a speech bubble that says time is relative. <laughs> um, it just says, well, 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 <laughs> uh, so don't. Oh, okay. Tom beats up Kevin and a police officer and then stares down Steve until he's escorted out. Yeah. Um, so he assaults two police officers, and then Steve does nothing about it. And Steve says, because uh, Kevin wants to do something about this. And Steve's like, don't forget, Kevin. He's a ninja. He's a ninja. Okay. Okay. Again, another instance of Steve not knowing or doing anything. Right. He's just not solving problems all over the no. place. Uh, Steve's, like, Steve's like, I'm more of a knife missile guy. If you've got some of those hanging around, I can help you with those. You you know, you poo-poo that, but the second those knife missiles start flying at us, man, I'll know what to do. Yeah. Can't say anything for you, but, like, I'll get out okay. I'll get out okay. You're saying you don't put spiky balls in your mouth to, sh- to spit at people? Well, we'll have to change that. <laughs> we'll retrain you. Uh, so Drunk Guy spends his birthday... Doing what he loves, getting drunk in an alley. And he sings a happy birthday song to himself that is not, he's like, happy, he's like, happy birthday to me. Like, he's, happy he's birthday to me. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. How? I'm drunk. <laughs> he's hammered. And then a lady ninja shows up. Girl ninja shows up, gives drunk guy a bottle of whiskey as a reward for giving a letter to the captain of police. She should probably wait until he actually does it. That's what I said. I said, this is bad, uh, a bad move to give a drunk guy a letter and be like, here's more booze. Now, what you have to do is don't forget what I'm don't about forget. to tell you. <laughs> now, this is a task you have to perform where you actually have to get up and do something. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he just gets an audience with the captain because this random homeless guy just has a pipeline straight to the captain. Oh, he's his number one source. Yeah, he's he a CI. cannot stand <laughs> Um, drunk guy delivers the letter. The captain asks who sent it. This is my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> Without a doubt, this is my favorite moment. So the captain says, let me guess. They were black and white, right? And the drunk guy says, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which at this point, the captain knows there are ninja involved. Yes. He knows for a fact. And he's still like, what are they? White guys weren't all black? Like Lions, some sort of ninja? <laughs> Some sort of ninja? You idiot. Get out of here. Get the hell out of here. 
the letter says to exchange Tom for Sergeant Benton. And there's no police that are allowed to come except for weakling Kevin. <laughs> they, they single him out. They're like, we don't want any police there. So so Kevin can come. 6'3", <laughs> 125-pound Ke- Sergeant Kevin. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no police. And the, sar- the captain's like, okay, well, I guess you're going, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, you're not a cop. Um, they meet in daylight on a bridge. Steve is hiding in the hills. Uh, Tom picks his handcuffs. Somehow he he had something in his. He has sleep. a little like yeah, uh, Ninja Tom Joe. Please give him Ninja his, Tom. his full name, Ninja Tom. And I just want to say the background reminded me a lot of the Law and Order SVU music. Mm. It's like boom boom bam bam Like it, it gave me very SVU vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh man, Mariska Hargitay is gonna solve this one. <laughs> Uh, Sergeant Benson g- gets shot in the back. Yeah, they Arrow. just just absolutely double-crossed her. Which, if you watch the trailer, they just show her get shot in the back. They do show her get shot in the back, right? In the trailer. Like, they're yeah. like... So you see this, you're like, oh, so she's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know it's her, because she's wearing her lingerie out to this meeting. Yeah, they didn't let her wear real clothes. She's just been in lingerie. Which, she wasn't in lingerie at the thing. No, they like, well, they ripped her shirt open and you see her bra yeah. when they're doing the defibrillator. Yeah. But then they take in her shirt. That's the pants. IMDb tag, woman in bra and panty. <laughs> <laughs> they take her, her bra, her shirt and her pants. And they put and her they, in like a slip. Yeah. They mer- march her out there in like a nighty almost. Yeah. It's very weird. I didn't realize. I think that we're supposed to think she got taken while she was sleeping. And that's what she's been wearing when she clearly wasn't wearing that at the. Or even while she was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what my brain did. My brain was like, oh, she was sleeping when they kidnapped her. But she wasn't. And no. that's not what she was wearing at the at the OR when she right. just got zapped. Yeah. Um. So Sergeant Benson is shot in the back with the arrow. And then Tom, who has now escaped from his handcuffs, throws sand in Kevin's eyes. Yeah, he gets, like, bathrobe sanded. He gets a bunch of sand. <laughs> Which, where was this sand? Was this sand in his pocket the whole time? Which we later find out is a normal behavior, I guess, by the ninja. It's just to have pocket sand. Pocket sand and or cocaine. I, I haven't fully... I, you know what, given, uh, I think Marcini had cocaine. Yeah, that's what I was saying, because his is white, white. It's like pure white, yeah. Um, so Tom escapes beyond a small fire fire barrier. This is what we were talking about before. There's literally, I, I don't know how to describe it. Other Two than and a half feet of fire across the road, <laughs> which Marcini could have gone around. It wasn't edge it's to like, edge. It's like less than a foot high. Yeah. <laughs> you just step over it, literally. Ninjas jump over it easily. Yeah, like, you Marcini see the ninjas stopped. just top over it, and then Marcini's like, whoa! <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> so he has to fight these ninjas, and he does defeat them. Um, and then Steve runs, I guess, around the fire barrier <laughs> and uh, runs for a very long, <laughs> classic Marcini move. Very long run scene. Just, And it's not even like anything is happening with the running. It's just running. Yeah, he's not even chasing. There's nobody really there for a while. He's just, like, running along a cliffside road. And yeah. then eventually catches up to Tom. Yeah, because he wants to get to Ninja Tom. Ninja Tom. Um, but, yeah, and it's it's over a minute. Just him running. Just yeah. him running. I, I love this Martini just, like, 
quirk where he's like, yeah, just pad the movie with me running or me doing calisthenics. Yeah, this is a one hour, 25 minute movie. This is not a long motion picture, but there's one minute of it, which is just running. Yes. At multiple points, there's one minute of just running. Right, but this one scene is just yes. him running for a minute. And we skipped it. We, we didn't talk about it earlier, but there was a point, maybe about 15 seconds, that was just Ron Martini doing jumping jacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like earlier on. Yeah, he's just, yeah. So yeah, yeah, a lot of these are like training sequences I'm not exactly covering. I'm just... No, yeah. And and uh, so Ron Martini chases this guy who goes... Kevin follows. Right, yeah. But the guy, Ninja Tom, goes right at a at a fork in the road. Martini goes left. The right yeah. leads to a rickety, like, uh, like Indiana Jones bridge. Exactly, yes. And Indiana the left Jones. leads to the other side of the bridge. Yes. <laughs> Why is the Which... bridge there? But also, why is this Indiana Jones bridge near a industrial bridge? Yeah, it doesn't need to be there. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's totally out of place. Um, Steve pursues Ninja Tom to the rope bridge. Tom jumps off. Kevin fires multiple rounds into the water. Uh, but Tom escapes, and then suddenly he's high above them, soaking yeah. wet. It does make – oh, God. I There's love it. no way. Because, like, it might make sense if, like, somehow there was a dummy that he threw off instead. But he's soaking wet, so it was clearly him who dove it. <laughs> yeah, he teleported. It's crazy. It's 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 weird. Um, Nancy steps out uh, – oh, we get to Nancy. She's at the tennis club. She steps out of the showers. Wait, I thought Nancy got shot on the bridge. They just look so – oh, that was her decoy, but they, look, but they look so much alike. It though. looks – Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the real Nancy. The real Nancy. She basically gets bullied. She does. She gets bullied <laughs> hardcore. She gets like carried. They're like, <laughs> yeah. They get her in a corner and like fling tampons at her. Um, Nancy steps out of the shower and is cornered by the girl ninja, who's assaulting her with a tennis racket that she's equipped with a blade on the handle. Yeah, it's like a a class. I think it it's a, a retractable blade. Oh, I was going to say, it's a classic ninja weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the, the racket the racket blade? Yeah. They sell them with the knife missile. Yes. Uh, then black guy, different black guy, right? Am I wrong about this? This is not no. the smoke signal guy. It's not the smoke signal guy. He, this is a completely different, because this guy has a mustache. The smoke signal guy has a goatee. And we've never seen this guy before. No, this guy just shows up just for this scene and then is gone. Yes. Yeah, so he appears and he grabs Nancy. And they ask where the documents are. And she tells them it's in a safe deposit, safety deposit box. And they take the key, which she wears as a necklace. Um, and then she just walks out. Uh, and Girl Ninja just leaves. <laughs> but it looks like she's leaving the precinct. It doesn't look like a tennis club anymore, right? Well, she leaves the bank. Oh, she's that's leaving that the was. bank, the deposit box. But here's the thing. Her dad, she, Nancy just wants to play tennis. Mm-hmm. That's all she wants. She just wants to play tennis. Yeah. She's getting roped into her dad's project. She's got to carry the safety deposit box with the key for the key around her neck. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. Also, I think the the bank is the same building as the police station in this movie. Also, I think it's the doctor's office from Omega Cop. Oh, so it's on uh, the UOP campus. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> I think there's. I think in uh, maybe seven years or so, a, a, a doctor will get, um, what is it, solar madness? Solar madness. <laughs> Full-on solar madness. Stage four solar madness. Yes. Which includes doing blackface. Yes. 
It's not his fault. It's the <laughs> solar madness. Um, Nancy. Okay, yeah, they leave her behind. Um, now we're back in the woods. Sorry, I'm just remembering solar madness. Oh, solar madness is great. <laughs> <laughs> look away. <laughs> Don't look at the sun. You'll go insane. Uh, Steve is in the woods. And he's being pursued by ninjas who buried themselves underground. They, we see them pop up. But luckily, he's wearing perfect camo for the woods. White sweatshirt. All a, white. Everywhere. A white hoodie. Yes. Just completely pulled over his head, which actually ends up being a great. It de- actually ends up working. Yeah, it ends up being a great decoy. Yeah, which is the craziest part. Um, he spots black. Yeah, you don't expect to see something actually matter in a in a Marcini movie, like a oversight like that. Um, so he spots the black campfire guy. <laughs> Just hanging out in the woods. And he sets up a diversion for the ninjas where he dresses a dummy in his white sweatshirt. Um, Joe, I argue there was always a dummy in that white sweatshirt. That's, that you, it was the easy one. I had the line and I didn't get to it quick enough. Layup. Yeah, that's why they were so confused. They're like... <laughs> It's him, right? All right, let's yeah. just take him. <laughs> they just take the dummy. They like go back, and the machine's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> uh, this, this doesn't make any." Yeah, um, is he like? It's well known that the ninja are always taken in by decoys. And they're like, "No, it's not. You're just making this up." <laughs> <laughs> I do like how like, because I can't stress this enough. The black camping guy is not a part of any of this because he's not involved in the ninjas grabbing the sweatshirt thing. There's no he communication. But he just stands there and touches his afro. He looks confused. He keeps he always is scratching his head. This yeah, guy like, just basically stands there and looks confused. This it's like if you or I were plopped in this movie, <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, is that Ron Marcini? <laughs> this is wild. Uh now we're back at the dojo. Mm-hmm. And Girl Ninja brings Kurodo the documents. And now Dr. Andrews and Dr. Anderson are sitting in Mike and Tom's spots. So they're his right-hand men now. Yeah, they got promoted. Uh, Dr. Andrews starts uh, starts his experiments. Now he can start his experiments. Uh, Tom comes in. And <laughs> Tom comes in and apologize, apologizes for failing Karuto. Karuto offers, uh, orders him to commit suicide. And Which he did. He got captured. He didn't say anything. He escaped. I don't know what his failure is there. Getting captured, I guess? I don't know how he's less useful than Mike, who, like, I don't know what Mike does exactly here. He gives tours of the courtyard. Yeah, Mike is useless. But this nothing. This part right here is the weirdest part in a very weird movie. Yes, I agree. Like, I agree. We'll start. We'll get into it. Take it away, Joe. So Tom does this. He's like, yep, this is the ninja way. He grabs the sword, right? He puts like a handkerchief around the blade so it doesn't cut his hand. And then... He doesn't hurt himself. So he doesn't hurt himself. Um, And then he shoves it into his gut. But as he goes through... (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Doing what Tom does. He just like vibrates. (laughs) He vibrates, but also as he shoves the thing through his his framed picture... Like splinters yeah like someone shot it but but there's <laughs> nothing there <laughs> where is this framed picture i don't know how this could be a thing unless he like chipped off a piece of his bone with such ferocity that it <laughs> shot out of his back 
and into the frame. I think it's supposed to be like a stylistic thing because after he dies, the blood runs down it. But does Karuto have pictures of all the ninjas like on his desk? (laughs) There's just pictures of all these ninjas, right? And then he just like takes them down as like they they murder each other. Like it's like Ninja Employee of the Month. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom really he fell from grace. He was Ninja of the Month, and now he's dead. Now he's dead. Rest in peace, N-word, Tom. Uh, but before that, blood is shooting out of him like a sprinkler. Like like a broken sprinkler head. Just... Which we need... Like, we I need to point out. Lots of blood. They are not shy about blood at this point. No. Which, later on, there's no blood where there should be blood. Or earlier on, when yeah. they do surgery. Yeah. yeah. It's just this one scene, they used, like, their entire blood budget for this one yes. scene. Yeah, to be fair, I like, sweet effect. It was supposed. I like to think that it, they bought like this thing of fake blood, and that was supposed to just be a trickle, but the guy accidentally opened it too much, and they're like, "All right, so we used all the fake blood for this. Yep. <laughs> this will be a mostly bloodless movie now. We're out of fake blood. We're over budget." Um, Kevin and Steve meet at the Sombrero, which is a bar. Sombrero bar, baby. Kevin tells Steve that they got Nancy and the formula. Steve's like rats. Uh, Steve can't get over that black guy and his bonfire in the woods. It's still eating at him. Steve does not like black people in his woods. (laughs) We know Ron Marchini is a stand for the flag guy. So that's right. The the breadcrumbs were laid. Yeah, he dances around this the whole time. But it's just so great that he's sitting in that bar and he's like, um, and, you know, Kevin comes up and says, like, hey, they got Nancy in the formula and we're fucked. And he's like, that goddamn black guy, though. <laughs> making making fires in my forests. Making fires. just They just let him do it. <laughs> he's like, why don't they just make separate forests for those people? I'm not saying they're going to be worse. I'm saying separate but equal forests. Separate but equal forests. There's tons of forests. <laughs> um, they conclude he's sending smoke signals to the ninjas, which I don't know how they got there because there's no indication that that's what's going on. He's just the guy that's just like, from their perspective, he's a guy that's in the woods that looks very confused when he sees them. Like that's all he is. Dude. He's like a guy from like Philly that like showed up to camp. He's like, I want to get out of the city. He's the fresh Prince of Bel Air. Exactly. (laughs) He got in one little fight. He's (laughs) not scared. Steve can't get over that, and they conclude he's sending smoke signals, and that the compound must be located high up in the hills. Okay. Somewhere. Well, it's the place they already know about. They're, They're like, already there, yeah. They've already been there or knew about it. Um, Kevin and Steve arrive at the mansion. A Latino security guard greets them, then openly alerts them – or openly alerts his, like, boss or, like, the people in the compound – that the detectives want to meet the master, which seems like a dead giveaway. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, they want to meet the master. <laughs> yeah, I, I really feel like if you're not up to weird things, nobody is called the master. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of a dead giveaway that something is going on there. We're not sure what, but something is going on. Maybe call him by his name. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we know his name. They say his name, but they're just like the master. Just call him Karuto. That's Call him Mr. Karuto. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause that's who they ask for. They asked like, can we see Mr. Caruto? And he's like, yes, they want to <laughs> see the master. <laughs> um, Mike comes out to greet them, offers Steve a handshake, but he totally burns him. It's like, Dude, nope. Steve, 
Steve does not know how to meet people. Like he doesn't he make eye contact. Autistic. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't make eye contact. He doesn't shake hands. He just he doesn't like you know he when he met the don't forget when he met the police chief he was just kind of just like looking around at the ceiling. With, right. With throwing like, things. Yeah, throwing things. <laughs> Later um, on, he gets impressed by a stick. So yes, like, evidence is mounting. <laughs> There's a lot of signs here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Mike comes out to greet them. Offers, oh yeah, I got that one. Uh, Mike takes them on a tour. There's lots of J- Japan stuff from Japan there. Yeah, he's like Japanese trees. <laughs> Japanese trees. That's some Japanese stones. Uh, some, some artifacts. Japanese grass. They're <laughs> like, wow, he's got a lot of Japanese stuff. And then I like this. Kevin says, by the way, this is Mr. Karuto. Is he, is he Japanese? Japanese? Yeah, Mike's like, why, yes, yes, he is. Why do you ask? And Kevin says, just wondering. <laughs> this guy with all the Japanese stuff and the Japanese name, he's Japanese, right? He wouldn't happen to be Japanese. <laughs> Steve's like, did he bring back anything from a vending <laughs> Did he bring anything in Ziplocs, perhaps? <laughs> Can we please get a look at his Ziploc room? <laughs> Uh, Steve offers a half-hearted goodbye. I love it. Mike's like, goodbye. Kevin's like, goodbye. And then Steve's like, pause. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't take his hand out of his pockets. Barely looks at him. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, On their way out, Steve finds a ninja arrow on the ground. He also senses Karuto watching him from afar, but Karuto also seems to sense him and vanishes before he's seen. Yeah, and they do, like, close-ups from the other's perspective. Like, zooms and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so it was a ninja arrow. That makes a lot more... It looked like just a stick. He's like, I found a stick. <laughs> no, like, it was a ninja good, arrow. But that, right? Yeah, you should put it with your other sticks. <laughs> it's a very nice stick. Thank you, Steve. It's a very nice stick, Steve. Um, No, but that makes the scene even better. It's it's actually a ninja arrow. Um, So Mike tells Karuto that the cops saw nothing... But Karuto says that the quiet one, Steve, is dangerous. Okay, this scene is, next scene is great, because we know now it's a ninja arrow. The captain is unimpressed with the new evidence of more authentic ninja ninja weaponry <laughs> yes. at the suspect's compound. And he threatens to fire Kevin over it. <laughs> we are now up to three physical pieces of evidence. We've yes. got ninja star, we've got his office being bugged, and we've got a, a, a ninja arrow. And right. he's like, I need evidence. You know, circumstantial things. Give me something to work with, Kevin, or you can hand in your badge right now. <laughs> you could start. Give me a signed confession. I'm a really bad cop. That's all I can work with. <laughs> right. Um, the captain is then driving his car and complaining to his fellow cop friend. Just a random guy. Carpools with, I guess. Uh, <laughs> That he's the only one doing anything in his department. He's like his suck-up cop. Like, he's like, yeah, you're right. He's done nothing all movie. And he's like, I gotta do everything around here. All he's done is yell. Oh, that's what I said. He does nothing in his department. Yeah, he does nothing. My notes. (laughs) He holds holds evidence in his hand. He's like, I need evidence. Show me evidence. And that's his whole whole deal. Yeah, he's like complaining to the cop. They keep bringing me weapons and like, like, they keep bringing me murder weapons and (laughs) DNA evidence. <laughs> and I'm telling him, I just need circumstantial evidence. I need to nail these guys to the wall. Give me something. 
Give me something to work with. Give me something I can go to the Chief with. Um, Karuto appears... Oh, Karuto appears in front of his car and blocks the road. And then he uses explosives to disappear, but then reappear, like, off to the side of the road. Yeah. Well, because the captain's like, well, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm certainly going to run him over. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this asshole? (laughs) Karuto just shows up. He's like, look, if you don't want to get hit, don't be in the road. Look, okay? (laughs) Um, The captain starts firing at Karuto in the woods. After he, like, dodged his car coming after him. Yeah. So, again, he doesn't know who this guy is. He's no clue. <laughs> he's just some guy in the middle of nowhere. And, and the cop's like, and the captain's like, you know what? He's going to die today. <laughs> he's going to die. He's going to die today. I am having the shittiest week <laughs> with these damn detectives. Karuto uh, throws more explosives at the captain. Karuto um, takes out the other cop. Then the captain tries to escape, but Karuto appears with some piece of the car in his hand. Is it like the starter? It's supposed to, I guess, the spark plug, a uh, spark plug or something. But it looks, it just, it's just like a rectangle with a circle in the middle. I guess it's supposed to be a spark plug. It's like a piece of plastic. Which, how did he get it? Get it out of the? Uh, he's a ninja. Sorry. He's a ninja, man. He's a ninja. It's Ron Martini ninja. shows up. He's like, all all ninjas are mechanics. You don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the ninja way. It's the ninja way. Um. When the captain goes out to investigate, Karuto disappears, but then reappears behind the captain and plunges his sword through his head and out of his mouth. Which was very cool. Very cool. Very cool. The only cool shot in the whole movie. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, Karuto meditates at night and determines that Steve is a ninja and he must be killed. How? Uh, because he, you can see he has a flashback of watching him pick up that arrow off the ground. And he's like, ah, only ninjas. No, no arrows. <laughs> only ninjas, no arrows like that. Only ninja, a ninja could, pick, only a true ninja could pick up something off the ground. Like that. <laughs> um, Steve awakens in his bed and has Japanese sai pinned above his headboards. That's yeah. how you know he's in Japanese stuff. Yeah, he loves he loves Japanese weaponry. Also sleeps with every single light in his whole house on. <laughs> yes, it's, everything's very bright. Also, he has those shitty tubular pillows that you'll find in like a um like a hotel lobby where they like put those out so you won't sit on the couches for very long. <laughs> yeah, I was going to point those out, but I thought that I was being too uh uh, detail oriented, but I'm glad no, you wait, pointed dude, them out. Wait, dude, that's insane. Yeah. No, these are <laughs> to crazy. Sleep on those? <laughs> he sleeps on those with. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think my grandma had those in her family room where nobody ever sat. Exactly. <laughs> that's why you put them there. It's like a barrier for your back. It's super <laughs> uncomfortable. Um. So Steve, um, Steve investigates a noise outside in pitch black darkness. Mm-hmm. Can't reiterate. And- that enough i can't see shit literally all i can see in this scene is steve is wearing light gray sweatpants i can see that and his white arms because he's wearing a sleeveless shirt that's literally all i see in this whole scene yeah like it he they must have filmed this the first time and been like we can't see anything you got to wear something different because well, it's funny because you can see that they like pick up that they were wrong like that they shot this wrong because like toward the end they just shine a light on him yeah in the yeah, middle they, Darkened. Halfway through, after he gives uh, Karuto some pocket sand. <laughs> well, his pocket cocaine. Yeah, which he just keeps in his sweatpants next to his bed. Right. Um, 
so he's attacked by a mysterious unseen figure until Steve tosses the cocaine on him, revealing that it's Karuto. Um, they fight, but are suddenly into <laughs> this is actually my favorite scene. I just I know I said that before. This is my favorite scene. So um they fight, but are suddenly interrupted by Kevin. They exchange an awkward moment as Steve can't explain why Kevin would be there at this time of night. <laughs> and Karuto doesn't want to know the answer, so he just Karuto's vanishes. Like, whoa, 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 guys. I'm not here to judge. He just throws, <laughs> throws an explosion out there. He's out of there. The world's brightest explosion bomb. Like, it, like, lights up Ron Martini like a... Like a, a, like a flash on a camera. Yeah. Um, he vanishes but, in the explosion. Yep. Wouldn't they know that? So this is nighttime. Nobody yeah. seems to know or care that the captain is dead at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't know. Right. They don't. They, they don't. Or if they know, they don't care. Right. I feel like the captain would have been would have said, "Hey, I'm going to go investigate this." The cat. They should know the captain is dead. Basically. They should. Yeah. So word should have gotten out because it happened during the day. Yeah, and it's nighttime now, because Ron Martini, which you wouldn't know from the inside of Ron Martini's house, because it's bright like it's the middle of the day. Super duper bright, yeah. Um, so then I say, Kevin winds at Steve and tells him to come back to bed. Yeah, he's like, come on, come on, honey, you're all worked up. It's cold out, honey, come on. Um, yes, yes, you're fighting a ninja in the dark, yes, yes. yes. The ninja on. can wait until tomorrow. Let's get you back to bed, honey. Get you back to bed. Dr. Anderson asks Dr. Andrews for a progress report. Actually, this is another great scene. I don't know. I keep finding my favorite scene over and over again. Dr. Anderson asks Dr. Andrews for a progress report on his experiments, which apparently mostly involved smoking colored test tubes and beakers. And just like putting things in and like looking at the different colors. Like at one point he just picks up a test tube and like looks at the bottom and is like, okay, looking good. Yeah. Looking yeah. good. <laughs> so Dr. He looks like a, 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 a middle school science teacher, like wandering around the classroom, making sure nobody's blowing their hand off. Like, that's what he looks like in this <laughs> scene. Like, it's just like, he's like, wait, 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 let me see this. What'd you put in here? Okay, you're good. Okay. Okay, like, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, Dr. Andrews says he'll need two to three more days. And Dr. Anderson says that's all he's going to get. Yeah, great. That's all he needed. Yeah, that's all I needed. <laughs> cool. Thanks, man. Well, you're only going to get two to three days. Like, okay. You need, you're going to get exactly the amount of time that you need. Two to three days. <laughs> um, then Anderson asks another scientist how everything's shaking out. And he says, fine, just fine. And Anderson looks pleased. He's pretty content with that. And he walks He's off. Good. What is the experiment? I don't know. A, a guy gets cut open. There's beakers and, and, and test tubes. I don't know how this all comes together. This is just like whoever wrote this just like looked up science on Google <laughs> like in the 80s. He just went to the library and was like, can I have all your science books? <laughs> he's just like, I just need the encyclopedia for S. And he looks up science and he's like, oh, OK. OK, yeah, I, I get what's going on here. I can work with that. Uh, Kevin is OK. They're now Kevin and uh, Kevin's watching Steve train out in the middle of a road or something and kevin is attacked by ants as steve practices with his samurai sword <laughs> and he says steve you know, yeah you, yeah i got steve, it okay go for it joe well i said 
Steve says the thing about ants is that you never know where they're coming from and you never know where they're going to, which is the worst take on ants I've ever heard in my life. You know exactly where they're coming from. You know exactly where they're going. That's what they're all about. That's their thing. The trail. (laughs) You know what I said? It's the worst take on ants I've ever heard because he's so wrong. If you know literally one thing about ants, it's that they go in a line toward sugar. Back and forth. Back and forth, yes. It's like you know exactly where they're coming from and where they're going. It's unbelievable. And he says it like it's such a profound thing. (laughs) But do you know what I like about this profound statement out of nowhere? Yeah. It doesn't matter to the rest of the movie. It does not. I thought it would come back up. I thought they had to make this point. It was just like Rod Marchini just like rambling. And they're like, uh, I guess we're using that take. Oh, one take Marchini. Yeah. It's just like they have to justify the the one shot of the ant falling on his hand that they had to. It was like a close up. And they're like, well, we have to justify that. We have to use it. We can't waste film. One take Marchini. Just take it away. Exactly. One one take Marchini. He's like, yeah. we'll write around it. We'll yeah. write around it. He's like, remember, guys. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes. <laughs> uh, Steve thinks the key to this mystery lies underneath the garden. So this is also kind of an ant analogy. Lies underneath the garden at the compound. Um, But they never go under <laughs> They never go under the garden. They don't. Joe, they don't. He <laughs> runs over the garden multiple times and just kind of like runs the around. The secret's not under the garden either. Wait, here's my question. Do you think that they just left out? Like it was supposed to be that they like bury themselves underground at night? That would be wild, right? Like because they had all those tombstones, all those rocks stacked up in the garden. So what if the ninjas are like going under there at night? That would be insane. <laughs> that would be, at, but it would be the second craziest sleeping situation in this movie. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> There's Ron Mart- sleep than Martini. Ron Martini's living or bedroom is like the lobby of a tw- of a uh, a hotel. It's a trailer. Well, no, because it's got like lights like on twenty four hours a day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and the bad uh, the bad pillows and yeah, I, I Joe. Uh, Ron Martini says ninjas bury themselves at night. They sleep in dirt because that's how much he knows about ninjas. That's right. Good for him. Uh, Yes. And that's the key to the mystery. Then he tells Kevin not to go up there alone. Like, you better not go up there alone. And then it closes up on Kevin, like zooms in on Kevin. He's like, hmm. (laughs) Sounds like what somebody who would want me to go up there alone would say. (laughs) Sounds like something an ant would say. Am I getting it? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. He's like, shut up, Kevin. He's like, God, you're lucky. You're cute. (laughs) You're lucky you got that sweet ass. Uh, Steve is having a nightmare about Karuto in the next scene. Probably because all his lights are on. He just can't sleep. And he fell asleep reading a book, which I like to think is about ninjas. Like he's like cramming for ninja stuff. Um, Kevin takes three cops into the woods and has them all set fires. And we so this movie full of cops. This is the first cop car we see. Kevin says we're taking our woods back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if anybody's going to set a fire in this forest, it's going to be me. It's going to be us. Uh, and they set a bunch of fires out there. Carudo. They here, light them with tiki torches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're oddly they're oddly cross shaped. <laughs> oh, God. 
And I love so that he's like, all right, so this is the plan. We're just going to set fires around the forest. And the one cop's like, we're going to do what? And he's like, just do it, okay? Do it, damn it. <laughs> like, all right. And you didn't bring your hood. Bring your hood next time. We don't want them to know who we are. Right. Uh, Kevin takes three. Oh, yeah, he did that. Karuto hears about the fires and tells Mike to get ready for the cops. Yeah, and it's so weird because uh, Beardo, who is Mike, is just watching Karuto like feed fish. Like he's just standing there. Oh, next to I think so. He's like throwing things off of maybe like ducks or something. He's like throwing things into the water. And, and then weirdo. a guy's like running across the courtyard, like, yeah. <laughs> like to try to get to him. Another extended running scene to get yes. to him. Like they show him like, like going down the stairs. And then like a long shot of him running across the courtyard. The cops show up at Steve's place. Oh, two cops just show up there randomly. Well, he's chopping firewood because he's a manly man. In the world short of shorts. In the world short of shorts. And he, uh, they tell him that Kevin set some fires in the valley. But they're like, we can't, haven't been able to find Kevin since we set the fires in the valley. Presumably like an hour ago. And they just like wander up to Ron Martini's house. And they're like, hey, have you seen him? And Steve's like, damn it, I was going to do that first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, damn it, I'm Grandmaster or Grand Wizard. I, I told you guys to not do anything without me, okay? We need to flush them out. They're like, the ninjas? He's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> the ninjas. Um, Steve gets his ninja gear from under his bed. And this is where I say his bedroom walls indicate that he's been living in a trailer this entire time. He has. But the outside is, like, super, like, because... The backyard is presumably where he's doing the knife missile thing. And it looks nice outside, but inside, yeah, he's in a trailer. I feel like it's one of those planted trailers, you know, that, like, aren't on wheels. They're okay. just, like, you know, they're, like, actually planted in the... Like in, a manufactured the, home, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, one of those small, long ones. Yeah. Um. Yes. So, Kevin has his hand struck with a ninja star. And he is beaten and captured by the ninjas. Oh, you forgot to say he gets out his ninja stuff. Steve he does. He, of, no, Steve gets his ninja gear from under. You didn't say. You didn't say that. We start. No. But anyways, oh. he, okay. I love uh, that he has a gold headband, just so that we can tell what ninja we have to root for later on. Because otherwise, it's just nameless, faceless. But yeah, he's got like a gold headband, which if the kids have told me it taught me anything, it's a Naruto headband. I guess Naruto's got a gold headband. I see. Well, All I know is he's got a gold headband and he runs funny. And he also chants Rechu Zai Zen Shen Kan Shuzu. Shuzo. But my captioning reads The Food Dai Shenzin can shoot off red to Zion's inconclusive. Well, it's inconclusive, Joe. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> Zion's inconclusive. He's only been in the league like three years. Zion. So it's, it's true. inconclusive. It's true. Uh, Steve descends on the compound dressed as a ninja. Steve persists in his <laughs> mission to harass a guy guilty of being black while camping. <laughs> Throws rocks at his head from behind a tree. He just harasses him. That's all he does. Starts flinging rocks at this guy. And this guy's like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to hang out in the woods, you know? He's like trying to enjoy a cigar. He's like, what the fuck? Uh, by the way, I love that Martini just sits there chanting. Like, he's like, my boy Kevin is getting killed. Let me just do some ritual chanting first. Three of these ritual chants and I'll be good to go. Yeah. Um, 
And then he <laughs> that'd be great. He then gets up and like turns the lights on and off three times, <laughs> and then <laughs> opens and closes the door three times, spins around three times. Right? He's he's autistic. He stumbles on the third one, and so he like he's got to start all over. He like all puts, every, puts everything back <laughs> in the box, <laughs> puts it under the bed. Um. Uh, okay, so he's he's harassing this this black guy. He uses an explosive to appear in front of him, uh, and the, the black guy genuinely looks confused. So this is why they never really establish he's a bad guy. He's not fighting Ron Marchini. He's not ordering ninjas around. He's just, just only camping. He's yeah. only ever camping. It's just a theory. You're right. It's just a theory that they have. Like he's just a guy hanging out in the woods, as far as we know. Yeah, who's been there for like a few days now. Um, uh, he is choked to death for this crime, and he bleeds from the mouth. I said, this is a hate crime. <laughs> yeah, he does. He hate crimes him pretty hard. This is a hate crime. And Martini's um, like, finally, the forest is pure again. Yes. <laughs> um, and he Kevin, says, 14 little words, Joe. <laughs> wait, wait, which ones? You don't know the 14 words? Oh, I do, I think. What what are they? Can you repeat them? It's like, them? I'm a Nazi. It's something about preserving the future of the white race. Nazis uh, love to say it. Very tricky. I was going to clip that and then put that, <laughs> make a post. Nope. <laughs> Uh, uh kevin is hanging over a fire in tattered clothes he's crucified yeah. joe he's being crucified yeah he's being crucified uh caruto burns him with a fiery stick in on the gut and then cuts kevin's throat killing him uh does he cut kevin's throat he does not there's some blood when that <laughs> happens there is no blood and he slices his throat open and he just kind of sags. He's just there. like, eh, blah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Disco henchman switches guard shifts with Hans Gruber henchman, who Steve promptly shoots with a tiny crossbow arrow. He's got like a crossbow pistol. Yeah, like a mini crossbow pistol. Yeah. Uh, they switch, I like this, they switch shifts by handing the samurai sword off. <laughs> that was a walkie talkie. I thought there was a samurai. They switch samurai sword. They is like one of them is? has a samurai sword, hands it to the other one. I thought it was a walkie-talkie with a really long antenna, which was very funny to me. But now that's less funny. <laughs> I think that's a samurai sword. I'm not buying it, Joe. We're gonna watch this movie from the beginning now. Okay, hold hold tight, guys. Please hold. Do, 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 do. Uh, I'll I'll jump into the next if you don't want to, Steve. Comes across. No, it is a walkie-talkie. No way. That is a long antenna. It's a huge antenna. It dude. looks Hold like it. a sword. Dude, look at this. Look at your screen. Oh my God, you're right. It looks exactly like a sword, though. Yeah. That is crazy. It does look a lot like a sword. I can see how you would think that. But yeah, Bill Clay Henchman gives it to Disco Henchman. Nope, there he is. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Steve comes across dead Kevin, uh, gives a solemn namaste. <laughs> <laughs> he does. It's just like namaste. <laughs> He's like my lover, my man, the rock, the light of my life. All right, bye. Yeah, bye. This but is we, also the theme. we miss the extended running scene from Ron Marchini. Oh, there is. Before yes. he gets that, just an extended. There's a lot of ninja running in this movie, and it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, this is also the scene where he splits those tiny bladed marbles out of his mouth and into a henchman's face. 
And I will never understand how he doesn't destroy the inside of his mouth doing this. I also want to know, the only reason he does it is because the guy decides to pull his mask off. What if this guy just starts asking him questions and doesn't pull his mask off? <laughs> right, I'm yeah, it's like... <laughs> Hey, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be at the South Compound. And he's like, <laughs> he's just like his mouth starts bleeding because he's cutting it open. <laughs> he's having to like make noises, so he's like moving his mouth around. But yes, he spits the he spits these spike balls at this guy. It and they enter his face. Um, Steve enters the compound, grabs the female scientist, and drags her off screen. <laughs> it's true. That's that. That's that scene. Then that's a film wrap on female scientists. <laughs> he enters the lab and demands documents from Dr. Anderson, who yells in temper tantrums like a child. He's like, these are mine. These are my documents. My, everybody just loves documents. This movie's not about ninjas. It's about documents. Should be called document holders. <laughs> document holders. Document warriors. Um, Dr. Anderson claims he will rule the world with his research. Which, I feel like Karuda would have something to say about that. Yeah, Karuda's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to sort out this power structure real quick. Yeah, <laughs> this is not, this is not how this works. Uh, Dr. Anderson recognizes that Ninja Steve is not one of the Karuda's ninjas. Steve fights three scientists, three whole scientists, to yeah. get to Dr. Anderson, who he then chokes to death. With one hand. Uh, with one hand, and he bleeds from the mouth again. Yeah. That's how you know he's dead. And then he tosses a clock at him. Right. It's yeah. supposed to be a bomb, but it's just like a little clock from the 80s. Yeah, it's one of those crappy clocks. Um henchman stops steve on the stairs he is quickly disposed of lady ninja and mike pursue up the stairs mike takes a samurai store into the forehead and yes. Sam dies samurai star because he, he throws the samurai star at him and then he does not kill lady ninja no he lets lady ninja escape was that a ron martini decision Yeah, I don't think he's ever killed a woman in any of his movies. No, I don't think he would. Yeah. So that I bet you that was a Rod Marchini decision to just like, he's like, no, no, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stare at her until she runs away. I'm just going to make her really uncomfortable. <laughs> the, hard, the hardened killer, the ninja, I'm just going to startle her and she'll run away. You know, right. because of her feminine troubles. Right, right. Because of her, her feminine inadequacies. He his, his original pitch was like, okay, this is what we do. We're on the stairs. She yells, oh my God, my period, and runs away. <laughs> They're like, no, Ron, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, are you sure? Because I feel like it's a good way out of the scene. It's like, what happened to yes and? <laughs> and they tell her this, and then they have to get a new actress. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's like four actresses playing the lady ninja in this movie. Before he doesn't bring it up. Um, the explosion. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, Steve takes out some more guys as a clock ticks away on the floor of the lab and eventually explodes. Yes. And this all happens at night. Well, <laughs> so the no, this scene is at night. <laughs> okay. But the explosion creates a time rift. And Steve <laughs> suddenly finds himself running through the mountains in daylight. Yes. So all of a sudden, it's the middle of the day. Not even, like, sunrise. It is fully, like, 
1130. <laughs> right. And the reason you know it's happening immediately after is like he kind of stumbles out and it's daylight onto this rock quarry thing. And then which like how did he get there from the fucking it's like that's, a whole different dimension. Like how did he the get there door. from the comp? I think he fell through a, a, a time space rift. That's the yeah. only thing that makes sense. Yeah, because he's in a totally different place. It's daytime. But then also you see the explosions in the background. So you're like, okay, wait, this is the same moment. Yeah, no, all of a sudden it's daylight. He's outside and the explosions are happening. It's wild. Um, So he runs through the mountains. There's more explosions. Ninjas but then like ninjas like throwing like snappers at like the big version of those little snappers. Yeah, they're throwing explosions at him. Yeah. Um, Steve stops and notices he's surrounded by like 50 ninjas. Or you counted. You said it was just seven, but it fucking felt like 50. I mean, seven. he's in the middle of this thing and like they just kind of po- all pop their heads up around him from the cliff tops. Yeah, there's seven of them. There's only seven, oh, including man. Karuto. But he fights eight ninjas. Well, Karuto is the mysterious man wearing a 99-cent store Halloween mask. I wonder if it was harder for him to find that mask or the butt mask that we had to use in high school. I would say the butt mask. The butt mask was harder. I recall being able to find many a prosthetic-ass sex toy, (laughs) but not a plastic-ass mask. Yeah, that was hard. But yeah, all of a sudden he's just wearing this devil mask that doesn't show up anywhere else in this movie. There's no allusion to it. There's no nothing. It's just, oh, he just wears the devil mask. Yeah, it's just something he does now. Um, one of the ninjas has an axe, like a head of an axe that's attached to a chain. Yeah. Wings that around. Steve disarms him and kills him. He like wraps it around his sword and just flings it away from him and then kills him. Uh, a, guy, a guy jumps at Steve, and Steve just stabs him as he jumps. Yeah, that's right. From on top, from on high. Yeah. Uh, Steve kills some more ninjas, all of whom attack him in uh, alone or in pairs at most. Yeah, instead of converging on, on him, they decide to take him one at a time. Yeah, it's the it's the samurai cop. There is these waves of guys. Some of them are, don't even fight him. The guy that jumps, the guy just comes around the corner and gets merged. Like, yeah. he didn't even know there there was fighting. Like, he just was like, guys, I gotta go take a squeege. I'll be right back. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Also, the final henchman ninja is simply defeated by a series of punches to the chest. <laughs> he's just like, punch, punch. He falls down instead. Joe, it's well known that ninjas are very fragile. They're susceptible in the chest area. So the chestal region. You can uh, cut them open without even using a scalpel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is very true. Uh, Steve and kill them that way. <laughs> um, Steve encounters Devil Mask Ninja. They face off with swords. Steve pulls out his laser disc-sized throwing star, throws it and misses. This is like a gigantic throwing. It's a giant like ant. Tra- it looks like an ant trap with blades. It looks like how oh, ant trap. I was gonna say it looks like uh, what are those um Roombas? It does. Like a it looks like a with Roomba blades. with blades. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like, what was that show with the robot warriors? Uh, where the guys oh, with, like, control- bots? battle bots. It's like a the Roomba battle, battle bot. bot. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be such a crappy battle bot, like a Roomba with little <laughs> blades on the side that don't even spin. You have to, like, throw it. <laughs> um, so he throws it and misses. And then Devil Mask weirdly pauses to pray, then reveals himself as Karuto. Steve unmasks himself and reveals himself as Rob Marchini. 
The whole time he was Ron Marchini? The whole time. He takes off his ninja mask, and then he takes off his clan hood. Yeah. And then it's Ron Marchini. <laughs> right. And then he takes off his um his uh, SS officer's cap. <laughs> <laughs> he takes off his Confederate flag vest. Yeah, <laughs> rips open his Confederate flag vest. Um, they charge at each other, screaming. They clash swords. Karudo disarms Steve. Karudo moves in for the kill with Steve's back turned, but Steve uses his senses. Uh, and uses the sword that's on his back to kill Kuro, which is funny because, like, why is he so... He sees the sword. It's right in front of yeah, him. Yeah, it's right in front why of him. Why is he so bold to, like, run after him? I really feel like a ninja would have a better sense of self-preservation. Like, you'd be so. like, this guy who's fighting me is just standing with his back to me. With I feel like this is head. a trap. I feel like this is a trap. He's staring at the weapon. It's not yeah. like he doesn't, he's got a concealed weapon on him. He just is looking at this sword. Also, they have ninja weapons. He could have thrown a sh- uh, shuriken at him. Easily, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. he gets got. Um, Steve walks away as Karuto falls to the ground dead. Steve is either playing a flute or eating ribs on a large rock as the camera fades to black. The end. And Joe. We end with a guy sitting on the sitting on the edge of a quarry playing a flute. Mm-hmm. And we begin the movie with the guy sitting on the edge of a quarry playing the flute. Ah. Joe, I submit that Ron Marchini masterpiece. <laughs> that Ron Marchini is in purgatory. Ooh. And he's doomed to live his last day on earth. Over he actually got stabbed in the back by Karuto. He's dead. Yeah, he's in purgatory and he's doomed okay. to live his last day on a loop until he uh-huh. does not get killed by Karuto, and then he can and go. He's filled with all the things he hates most: ninjas, black, black guys camping, <laughs> Kevin who won't just admit their love. Yeah, inept detectives. Yeah, that's why he can do things like keep uh, spike balls in his mouth because he's not really alive. Yeah, and time jump. It's it's he's he's trapped in purgatory and he has to live his last day because the end of the movie is the beginning of the movie, Joe. Ah, wow. It's like a weird inception thing. Yeah, it's a loop. He's he's in a time loop and he's got to do his last day right to break the cycle. That's cool. Or, <laughs> or hear me out. None of, that. <laughs> None of that. Jeff. We get our old friend. You know I, how I feel like a time I'm in a time loop? Because I remember seeing all of these Digiview Entertainment trailers before. Did you write down all the names again? I did not. You can all listen to our Omega Cop episode for reference to what we're talking about. There was about. one that was called, like, New Beginnings. <laughs> like, one randomly sounded like a rehab clinic. <laughs> one of the movie well, titles. I did like it because they show the one where she's like, like the, the the guy and the girl are like violently dancing or fighting. <laughs> oh yeah. Really tell. Let's see. We got Omega Cop, SFX Retaliator, Desert Warrior, Phantom Raiders, Karate Cop, Get Christy Love. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> Ground Rules, Midnight Sword and Jade Lion, Parole Violators. Parole Violators, where they throw a guy into a windshield. <laughs> Death Journey, Shattered Dreams, Firehouse, Thirty Six Crazy Fists. 
I think Firehouse is the one where the guy's walking down the stairs. Yeah, that's the whole thing. They're like, do you want to see your guy walk down some stairs? <laughs> like walking. We got the movie. Oh, all right, Joe. Ninja Warriors. That was that. Our first and last dalliance with uh, Steve Parrish? I think not, because he will return. It should have said Steve Parrish will return. return. All right, next movie up in Marcini Madness. It's called Forgotten Warrior, Joe, 1986. This is listed as an action and sport movie. Interesting. <laughs> Summary. Steve Parrish, parentheses, Ron Martini, is fighting in Vietnam in 1974. Hey. He is injured, and after a six-month recovery in a small village, he decides to stay behind and marry a local woman. He teaches the whole village martial arts, including a small boy who resembles Scott Bale and has <laughs> the fan-favorite bowl haircut. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I'm very happy that that was actually English because I cold read these descriptions and a lot of the time they're not in Eng- they're they're translated English. Okay. Oh, Joe. So Dude, Forgotten Warrior. Wait a minute. So this does not start bef- directly after this before. movie. It's this is a prequel. This is a prequel, Joe. Wow. And then after that we get uh, I just gotta go to the next movie because he did just like four of these Steve Parrish movies in a row. Then it's Jungle Wolf. Then it's Return Fire. Yes. Well, we are all lined up. We are excited. We are in the midst of Ron Marcini round or Marcini madness. Marcini. Round one is over. Yes, Joe. So Steve, Steve Parrish one ninja zero. <laughs> so Joe, uh, did you like what you heard? I did. Then you should rate and review on your podcast app of choice. I think I will. If you didn't like what you heard, just subscribe. We'll be back next week with Forgotten Warrior. This is on YouTube, just like all these movies. Just look them up on YouTube. So for Joe, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care. And please, remember the N-word, Tom's in your life. (laughs) Nin who?